Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. Welcome everybody to today's episode where I'm going to tell you all about what it takes, what it actually takes to declutter your entire home. Okay, I'm going to talk to you about how it happens in layers, in phases, in stages, all of the things that are going to come up for you most likely as you do this. And I'm going to tell you <laughs> all of these things in relation to how it happened for me. Okay, because I'm not somebody who talks about decluttering in theory, right? I don't tell you, hey, decluttering can help you um, because I've seen it work for other people. I tell you it will work for you and it can work for you because I've done this, right? Hey, Kelsey, because I've done this, okay? I have decluttered my entire home. I went as, as extreme as you can possibly go, not because I was like, I want to declutter my house and become a minimalist, right? I don't identify as a minimalist, by the way. But we did it out of necessity because we decided to move our family from Alaska to Florida. We didn't have the means or the money or the anything to get our stuff from Alaska to Florida. That's really expensive, right? Corner to corner of the continent, basically. Um, and it didn't make sense for us to get a storage unit and keep all of this stuff in a storage unit for like $200 a month waiting for whenever we would have enough money to ship the stuff to us while it sat freezing in a storage unit, right? So we got rid of everything. I literally got rid of all of my stuff. I decluttered my entire home in about five weeks down to what fit into our suitcases, right? We brought one suitcase per person. Um, and it was insane. It was insane. And when I say that in the short version, you know, like in passing in the group, when I bring it up, I'm like, yeah, we got rid of all of our stuff and moved from Alaska to Florida with only what fit in our suitcases. And it sounds like it was an easy thing, right? It sounds like, oh, I, I just got rid of my stuff. It was not, it was not. I had to go through the exact same process, the exact same steps, the exact same emotions, the exact same hesitations and struggles as all of you, I just did it in five weeks, right? I didn't have a choice. It just happened <laughs> super freaking fast. And I tell you guys these things all of the time, like decluttering happens in layers, right? You'll do one big sweep and um, you'll do one big sweep of your house and you'll feel good for a minute. And then you'll look around and be like, wait a second, where did this stuff come from? Because it happens in layers, right? You're kind of peeling back all of this stuff and getting, you know, uncovering it basically, right? Uncovering it. Um, and you, you have to make all of these decisions. Okay. So I'm just going to jump uh, right into the story of what it was actually like for me. Right now, if you've heard this story before, I apologize, but I, anytime I tell it, I love to tell it because different things come up and you hear it in a different way. And maybe you hear a part that you didn't uh, here the first time, or maybe you weren't ready to hear it, right? Because you weren't at this stage in decluttering for yourself. So just hang with me. Okay. So we made the decision, you know, my husband being the, the 
ambitious entrepreneur that he is was like, there, there's only so much we can do in Alaska. What would you think if we just moved to a big city and I totally dominated? And I was like, in the back of my head, like, ha yeah, nobody gets out of Alaska, right? Like it's this blocked hole. You can't get out, right? Then in about a week, he had an interview in Florida. He flew down, he interviewed for it. He accepted it on the spot. And then that's when it started. He came back from Florida. We actually have a really cool story about like how his uh, flight uh, got canceled and in that extra day he was there, he ended up finding a fully furnished house and a vehicle, and it just worked out really perfectly um, so that he could come back to Alaska. And the plan was we would have like six weeks to start getting rid of things and he could take his time getting down there. That ended up not being the case. He had to be down there in about 10 days, which left me behind, right, with our three kids and our you know, like thousand-ish square foot house full of our entire lifetime's worth of stuff. And at the time I owned a preschool and I actually rented a thousand square foot house that was more cluttered than our, our house that we lived in, right? So I had five weeks <laughs> to get rid of all of my stuff, okay? It was paralyzing, right? It was crippling to look at this stuff and I knew, you know, I had my suitcases, like these are the suitcases that we're going to pack. I knew I could only bring what fit inside of those. But when I was looking at all of my stuff in my head, I was like, I'll figure out a way to make this stuff fit, right? So in my house, what I did was I blocked off one of the bedrooms and that's where I put all of the stuff that in my head was going to fit into my suitcase, okay? So one of the things about decluttering and stuff and your relationship with stuff is that it's not rational, okay? It's not rational at all. We, we see our stuff and because we're humans and we're complicated, we look at it and we're like, I need it just in case. I need it for this what if scenario. I, I spent a whole lot of money on it and I don't wanna let go of that money, right? But you know, you already spent the money. So holding onto the thing is not the same as having that money in your bank, right? But that's what I did. So I did the, the most logical thing. This is very sarcastic. I did the most logical thing, knowing that I had to live in my house for about four weeks, knew that there was a ton of stuff around me that I had to get rid of. I chose to sell the beds, the couches, and the table to eat on first, within like the first few days. All right, decluttering is not a rational event, okay? If you are rational and sane while you declutter, congratulations, right? I was not. I got rid of those things because another thing that happens when you declutter and when you're trying to streamline and simplify your home is that you misplace, you misplace the issues, right? I looked around and saw in my house the couch and the beds. Hang on, I'm going to move Tara. Hey, come on over here. Um, hi, Kiki. I saw the couches, I saw the beds, I saw the tables, and I saw them taking up a lot of space. So in my head, I, I was like, it makes sense to get rid of these things first, right? It'll it will, you know, I'll do these things first, I'll get them out of the way, and then I'll have like nothing left to do, right? Wrong. I was so wrong. 
the beds and the couches and, and the tables were not the issues. It was all of the clutter. It was all these tiny little pointless random things. It was the playroom full of toys ankle deep that nobody played with. It was the piles of laundry. It was the random things that I got, you know, <laughs> that I got um, for a good deal, air quotes, for a good deal or buy one, get one free or donations or not donations, well, I guess kind of, uh, you know, hand-me-downs from my friends, right? And I misplaced it. I misplaced it and I took it out on the wrong stuff. And then what happened was that we were surrounded by all of our clutter that I had to get rid of. I was working 10 hour days. I was also trying to clear out the preschool. My husband was living in Florida and now we had no beds to sleep on and we had no couches to sit on and we had no table to eat at and it sucked, right? It sucked, right? I miss, and that's one of the things that happens often when I coach you all and I teach you how to declutter too, is that you misplace where the actual issues are. We misplace, we do, that's it. We misplace what it is. We say things like, I, I need to get it organized. I need to get a table. I need to get a shelf. I need to get some bins. I need to get a system. I need to get a schedule. I need a cleaning schedule. I need this and that and this and that. And you don't, that's not the issue. The issue is all of this pointless stuff around you, right? So that's what it was like when I first started. I thought that I would get rid of those big things and then I would have nothing left to do and it would be easy, right? I could spend the last, my last few weeks at home and the only place I had ever called home where all of my family and all of my friends lived, I would be able to spend it with them, right? Because I just got rid of the, the, the stuff. That's not what happened, right? Then I looked around and was like, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff. So what I did was go through and I started to get rid of the bigger toys, right? The big toys, the plastic toys, the toys that sold pretty easily. Um, Facebook marketplace wasn't a thing back then, but there were buy, sell trade groups that I was a part of. So I sold those things, right? You know, the next easiest things thinking in my head, like this will be it, <laughs> this will be it. I'll just get rid of these things. Um, and then it'll be easy but it didn't happen. It was like every layer, every easy layer that I took off just exposed all of these other more difficult, more challenging layers. And like I said, I knew logically, I can only bring what fits into these suitcases. The suitcases are actually right behind me in this closet behind me. I'll take a picture of them. We still have the original ones. But in my head, I was like, I'll fill up this bedroom of all of this very important stuff and somehow make it fit into the suitcases. Obviously, I didn't do that, but that was my thought process, and I can see it happening for all of you too. You guys are saying in the comments, you're describing me to a T. <laughs> um, it's how I feel during decluttering, and I'm telling you this because I get it, right? I did it in five weeks, but the process was the same. It was like layer after layer, and it just never ended. It never ended, even though every single day for that five weeks, I was packing stuff up into my car, taking it away. I was the hustlerest hustler on the buy, sell, trade group, right? And it didn't ever seem to make a dent. Eventually, obviously it did, but I am not kidding you that I was still taking things away the day that we left Alaska. I still had trips to make to Salvation Army and to the dump on my birthday because we flew out on my birthday, 10 o'clock at night on my birthday is when I left. 
And during that day, I was still getting rid of things because you severely underestimate how much stuff you have, right? You just can't, you can't tell how much you have when it's hidden in closets and under beds and in boxes and in storage and in your attic. You truly cannot see how much you have until you declutter, right? And because I eventually got all of my stuff down, okay, obviously guys, you know, you know the story. I did get it to all fit into the suitcases. Um, I'm not saying that you have to go that extreme, but use my extreme situation to your advantage, right? When you declutter and you say things like, I don't have anything else to get rid of, I promise you that you do, right? I promise that you that you, that you do, but you're not able to see it fully through a rational lens yet, right? That's why we have this group. Hey, Cynthia, Cynthia's in this process right now too. So Cynthia's actually in um, the Clutter Free Motherhood course. Cynthia, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on blast for a little bit. I won't tell any personal details, but she's in the Clutter Free Motherhood course and we have a mastermind group and she's posting pictures of like, I've gotten rid of so much stuff. I don't know what else I can get rid of. I don't know what to do next. And it's not because there's anything wrong with Cynthia. And it's not that she doesn't, you know, that she's gotten rid of everything that she can possibly get rid of. She still has stuff that she can get rid of. But the nature and the process of decluttering and what it actually takes is to step back and look at it through a very critical lens, right? Which isn't easy for you to do, but that's my gift. <laughs> my gift is to look at your pictures of your stuff and tell you, you can get rid of these things, right? And I'm not going to ever tell you that you have to go that extreme. Obviously we got more stuff. We have way more than what fits into a suitcase now, but because I've done it so extreme, I know how to do it, right? I know how to do it. I know how to see it. I know how to analyze it. I know how to get through it. I know how to pick it apart and I know how to get you through that next level, right? When you say, I don't have anything left to get rid of, you do. I promise you that you do because I did it. I spent five weeks getting rid of stuff every single day in huge, huge amounts. And every single day, despite taking truckloads and carloads over and over and over again, I still had things to get rid of, right? Um, and I still, the reason, you know, there are reasons that you keep this stuff and it's universally the same, okay? They're all the same ones that I had, just in case, right? I, I'm gonna put this stuff into the bedroom thinking that I can magically make it fit into a suitcase just in case we need it or just in case I figure out how to use it or just in case whatever or what if, right? My biggest what if was what if we get to Florida and we don't have the money to replace it, right? What if we get to Florida and we need this stuff, right? It never happened, by the way. All of those, I can't even remember what they were, but I know at the moment they felt super real and super important, but none of those situations ever happened, okay? All of those what ifs never came to fruition. They never came to life. They were all in my head because your relationship with your clutter is not rational, okay? It's not rational. You just, and that's okay, right? I don't want you to feel bad about that. It's okay. That's why I'm here. That's why I teach you. That's why I show up. That's why I created these courses and do all of these things. Um, the other thing that I really struggled with was all of the money, right? 
So I had garage sales for about three weekends in a row. And I loved at the end of the garage, the first garage sale. Okay. The first garage sale, I remember I had like $1,500. Um, I made like $1,500 in a few hours. Right. And I was like, yes, this is amazing. I'm going to hit the jackpot. Then I had my next garage sale the next two weekends and made like maybe $50. Because the reality that I learned is that if it's cluttered to you and you don't want it, it's cluttered to somebody else and they're not willing to pay for it. Right. They're just not. And take it one step further. They're not willing to pay for it, but most people aren't even willing to take it for free. I have an entire other podcast episode called decluttering is not wasteful. Here's what is where I talk about this, right? Because we can't see our clutter rationally. We think that people want it or people could use it, or somebody somewhere will, you know, will save their day. And that's not the truth. Okay. That's not the truth. I've seen it. If it's a burden to you, most often it's also a burden to somebody else. And the thing about your clutter is that it's not unique. It's, it's not unique. It's not special. We are all posting photos of the same kinds of things. We are all posting, you know, listings on marketplace for the same kinds of toys and clothing. And if you take a walk through any thrift store or consignment store is you'll see there is an excessive and abundant amount of stuff and people just aren't willing to buy it. And in my case, when I was trying to get rid of it, they weren't even willing to take it for free. In my case, I've told you guys this before too, Salvation Army, the one donation center in my area stopped taking donations, right? There's a fine line between being wasteful, but also ignoring the fact that you've already been extremely wasteful and you have to cut ties with it, right? Um, and that was a really hard truth for me to see. And I didn't notice it or even realize what it was at the time because at the time I had no idea that decluttering was a word. I had no idea that it was a thing people did on purpose, but now I can look back and be like, oh my gosh, like this is why, this is why nobody wanted to buy my stuff. This was why when they came to my garage sales and I was like, hey, just fill up a bag and take what you want. They looked around and was like, I don't want any of this, right? Because people don't want it and you probably don't want it, but because it's in your possession and because we don't think rationally about our clutter and our stuff, you just can't see it for what it is, right? And it was, it felt extremely wasteful. And I talk about this in the other episode, right? Um, yeah, Naomi, there is another episode called Your Clutter Isn't That Special. Go listen to that episode and then listen to the episode Decluttering Isn't Wasteful, Here Is What Is. Because if I never got out, if, if I never got rid of my stuff, right? If I didn't do mass donations and take mass trips to the dump, I never would have seen the true issue, which was over consuming, right? My issue wasn't that I was, um, you know, I wasn't recycling enough, right? Or that I wasn't repurposing things enough. My issue was that I was consuming too much. Hey, Brianna, the issue was that I was consuming too much. And if I hadn't had that experience, I would not be where I am today, where I don't fall for buy one, get one free, where I don't seek out a good deal, where I don't go to thrift stores or shop clearance aisles just to find something great, right? Um, or find a great deal, right? I don't do that anymore. I, I, there was a post in here 
um, the other day in the, in the motherhood simplified group, and I'm going to do a podcast episode on it in a few episodes, but our family of seven, okay, we have the smallest trash can that our city provides. It fits like two and a half bags of trash. Okay. Most weeks, that's all we fill up with a family of seven. Our waste, right? Like that moment in time, that five weeks was extremely wasteful. I won't deny that. But the waste wasn't because I chose to get rid of it. The waste was because we overconsumed in the first place. And having that experience of cutting ties with it made it so that in the future, for the rest of my life, I will be extremely not wasteful. I will be extremely smart with my resources. Um, so it, it felt really wasteful, right? I felt like a horrible human. I felt like I just took a, you know, that, <laughs> that handful of cash, that $1,500 that I made at my garage sale. And I might as well have just lit it on fire because I looked around at all of my stuff and was like, I've wasted so much money on all of this stuff that I don't want, that nobody else wants, that nobody needs, that I don't need. Right. Of course it feels wasteful. That's okay. Right. That is okay. Now, um, the, so these are things that you're, you're going to come up against, right? When you are decluttering your home, you're going to come up against these things. You're going to, you're going to basically be at a, in a battle with yourself of like, do I get rid of it or do I not get rid of it? Do I donate it? Do I not donate it? Do I sell it? Do I not? Do I repurpose it or not? Uh, all of these things are going to come up for you. And the other thing that is going to come up is time, right? Finding time to do it. I had three kids at the time, right? I, and I don't tell you guys this story to like, be like, oh man, you know, I had it the worst scenario and, and I don't want it to be a thing where you compare your situation to mine, but I did all of this, all of this heavy lifting, all of this massive work daily with three kids working 10 hour days as a sole proprietor of my business, the preschool that I ran. Um, I should probably do an episode on like all the preschool stuff that I had. Um, but working 10 hour days, my operating hours were 7am to 5pm. I had a 30 minute drive to and from work. So that's an hour of driving a day. My husband was gone. I still had to feed the kids. I still had to give them naps and bedtimes and all the things. And I still had to drive back and forth and back and forth. And it was insanity but I made it happen, right? I made it happen. And I tell you this because you can make it happen too. And I did not have babysitters, right? I didn't have people taking my kids from me, but I had to figure out how to make things happen in small windows of like, okay, give them a snack and let them watch Netflix here with this. And I'm gonna go do this real fast and just shove things into my car. And then I'm gonna pack them up and we're gonna go take it away. And then we're going to come back to the house and I'm going to do it all over again. Right. I, I just had to make it work. I didn't have a choice and you have a choice, right? You have a choice, but you have to make the choice to make it happen. Right. You have to make the choice to make it a priority and you have to make the choice to do it when it doesn't look perfect. And when you don't have perfect circumstances and when you don't have extra help and when you don't have, you know, unicorn children who are perfectly behaved because nobody has that, right? Just like your clutter isn't that special, your your situation isn't that special either, right? And I don't say that to be like, uh, you know, suck it up and do it. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that if you're watching this live, you're in a group of almost 14,000 other moms doing the same thing. It's crazy to think that you're the only mom 
in a group of 14,000 moms who have kids who need snacks and resist nap time and get in your way and want to dig into your piles, right? We're all doing it. We're all figuring it out, right? And I don't, like I said, I don't want you to stop, feel like I'm like, oh, you're not that special. Just do it. I'm telling you, if we can do it, so can you, right? You're not so special that it won't work for you or that you can't figure it out because you can. Um, but that's, that's basically what happened, right? Looking back, I know it was not a rational experience. I was trying to figure out how to fit a bedroom's worth of really, quote, important stuff into suitcases. That makes no sense. I kept telling myself, like, this will be the last trip and then I'll be done. And I didn't get done until hours before I had to leave Alaska, right? It's, you have more than you think. You don't have a rational relationship with your stuff and you're going to come up against all of these very common normal things and that's okay, right? That's okay. That's why I have the podcast. That's why we have the group. That's why I have challenges. That's why I have courses. That's why I have everything. All of these things are here to help you and I hope that you take advantage of them, right? I hope that you listen to podcasts. I hope that you engage in the group. I hope that you do the challenges. I hope that you sign up for a course and I hope that you take advantage of all of these ways that I've provided to help you, right? Um, because they do work. They do work. I know they work because I did it, right? And I know they work because I've got hundreds of other moms inside of the courses doing them and listeners inside of the podcast and moms inside of the group doing it. So that's what it takes, right? That's what it takes to declutter your entire house. And I hope this is helpful. If this is helpful for you, go ahead and screenshot it and share it. I love it when you tag me in your stories. If you're listening on Spotify, Spotify has this new feature where you can share the podcast episode directly to your stories. I would love it if you did that and tagged me. Now, I've got to go because Kaylee is supposed to be asleep and I hear her getting into snacks upstairs. So I'll see you guys all later. Hey friend, did you love this episode? If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else. Okay, the whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other, and who when they find something that helps them, they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review. Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it <laughs> because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. 
It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me on your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.